welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Okay, so right off the bat, I need to tell you, this episode is not about 30 days without food. I feel like I need to get that out there right now or everybody's going to turn it off. I'm already anticipating. We usually have about a thousand people who check out the episode in the first day and a half. I'm already anticipating that to be half for this one. People are looking at the title thinking, you know, I'm all in on this ESM deal, but uh, I ain't giving up food for 30 days. Well, neither am I. This is not about that. It is about, if you'll just bear with me for a bit, it's about a 30-day commitment moving into a position where you feel comfortable and courageous to give a 30-day commitment to something, and that something is in the essence of a fast. It represents the ideology of the fasting of the Bible. So give me a few minutes to explain that. I think it'll be abundantly clear. And then the last couple of minutes, I'll give you a few personal examples, and maybe you'll know exactly what to do with it. Okay, so first of all, let me talk about fasting in the Bible. So far as I can tell, all or nearly all of the fasting in Scripture is the abstaining from food. They're skipping meals for a certain period of time. A couple of things might surprise you about that, if I could do a little preaching for a second. First of all, I can't find a single verse, Old Testament or New, where fasting was commanded. There may have been some ritual associated with the Passover, but it's not even very clear. Turns out, fasting, whatever it is, This idea of giving up something so that you can do something else to draw closer to God was optional. And I think that makes sense to me. It wouldn't do any good for you to give up something to draw close to God if you're being made to do it. It's something that you would voluntarily do so that you can get your focus in the right place. So I found that kind of interesting. Also, if you look at all of the Old Testament fasting, and we have a handful of examples, it wasn't all 40 days. I know that Jesus fasted in the wilderness for 40 days, but there were 12-hour fasts, 24-hour fasts, 7 days, maybe 30 days. It was all over the place. They chose a period of time that was just right to get their mind in the right place, show some discipline, and focus on the things that mattered. And by the way, that's the idea of fasting. Most of the time in the New Testament, when you read about fasting— It's not just about giving something up, it's about doing something instead. Let me explain that because it's really big here. When we talk about you undergoing a 30-day fast, what we're talking about is the giving up of something comfortable. It's not something sinful, it's not something you'll give up forever, it's just a period of time where you give up something comfortable to you, and in the place of that comfortability you put something more important. Spiritually speaking, you replace it with something that draws you close to God. This is why over and over again, the fasting in the New Testament, it's mentioned twice among the church in Acts chapters 13 and 14, when they were about to send men out on a journey, or they had something heavy going on, it mentioned fasting and praying together. So when I say fast, don't just think, oh man, Chris wants me to give up something for 30 days. No, that's really only half of this, and in fact, I might argue it's the lesser half. More importantly than the fact that you're giving up something comfortable for 30 days 
is the fact that you are replacing it with something valuable. Every time you have a desire for that comfortable thing, you use it as a trigger to do the important thing. So think about how this would have worked biblically or even for the church in the Acts examples I gave you. Whenever they were hungry, instead of eating, that would be a trigger to pray. So several times a day throughout the day, they would feel the need to eat. So instead of servicing that comfortable and quite lawful thing, they would use that as an opportunity to pray. I mean, think about it. If every time you got hungry, you prayed, how often would you pray? You'd pray a lot. So the concept of fasting to create focus, fasting to focus, it's a pretty cool thing. And after I explain the 30 days and we return to this, we're going to look at some examples that are just like New Testament fasting, in that you abandon a comfortable thing and you pray, or you do a Bible read instead, or you find a way to use it to draw closer to God. However, as I hope you'll understand when you follow along, you can use it for other things as well. Remember our four F's that we talked about in earlier episodes and that you can find in the Excel Still More journal? I want to develop friendships. I want to develop my fitness. I want to make better decisions in finance. And yes, of course, I want to increase my faith. The question is, is there something from which you can fast? You can say, for the next X amount of days, I'm not going to do this thing. And every time I desire to do it, it's going to trigger some other behavior. I'll give you a quick example, and then we'll get into the 30 days. Maybe you want to be a better friend, so you decide to fast from social media and replace it with kindness to others. For the next seven days, every time you click on Facebook, you're going to close it and send a text to a friend. That's the kind of thing that fasting would do. It just can help you in a lot of different ways. Okay, but we do want to go pretty big with this, so I'm asking you to consider a 30-day commitment. 30 days, in my book at least, is a great period of time to create new habits, at least get them started, and to really begin to see results from those habits. After 30 days of running, you'll see a big difference in the speed that you run, and you may begin to look different. After 30 days of Bible reading every day, it starts to become very normal for you, and it really transforms the way you think, and you can start to measure that. Now look, I have to connect this to an episode that we had earlier. Do you remember episode 23, Try Three Times? If you've listened to that, or you've seen that title, you might be thinking, well, which is it? Am I supposed to try something three times, or am I supposed to try it for 30 days? Well, they actually represent two different ideas that can work together. When we talked about trying something three times, that is just to assess if it's valuable to you. You wouldn't want to start something for 30 days that it turns out wasn't even valuable. Or start something for 30 days, make some huge commitment, and you get five days in and you just hate it. You need to first figure out, is this something that I want to do? Let me give you a couple of examples on try three times. Maybe you're ready to make some fitness goals. So you decide to get some running shoes and go out and jog or run for three straight days. The first day, if your experience is like mine, you'll be disappointed with the results, but you don't give up. You go out a second day, and now you kind of set your pace. Then you go out the third day, and you see if you can build on it, see if you enjoy it. Well, maybe you come in after three days and you say, nope, I totally hate running. I will never, ever run again. Okay, gotcha. Well, try something else then. So you grab your kid's uh, mountain bike out of the garage. 
and you go ride it for the first day, and it doesn't quite go as you expect. The next day, you wear clothing that's a bit more acclimated to bike riding, and it goes a lot better. And the third day, you actually start to feel a little bit of comfort with it. So you come in and say, all right, I tried that three times, and I like it. I think that that would be a great fitness tool. Okay, good. Now you're ready. You're ready to say, for the next 30 days, just 30 days, folks, I almost called this episode Just 30 Days. It's not the end of the world. In my book, everyone should have enough grit that if they know it's good for them, and they've tested it out, they're sure of it, that they can do it for 30 days. So now you set up a biking schedule. You say, I'm going to bike every other day, and you do it for 30 days. That's what we're talking about. I could give you the same example with morning Bible reading. You get up in the morning, and you try some reading program, and three days in, it's overwhelming. Or you decide to read before bed, and three days in, you realize you keep falling asleep. Okay, those didn't work. And then finally, for three days, you try reading one chapter before you leave for work in the morning, and it fits just right. Okay, great. You found it. Now it's time to give it a go for 30 days. I want to say this about the 30-day challenge. I love it. I love to take 30-day challenges. For me, it's about proving that I'm willing to learn and get better. I mean, if you talk to someone and you convince them of something that will make them better in any category, doesn't matter what it is, and they acknowledge, yeah, that'll make me better. And maybe they even try it for a few days and then they just quit like they can't even see themselves giving it 30 days. I just don't know what that says about them, but it doesn't sound great. I want to be the kind of guy who can do it. Now, I have to say this, full disclosure, I have tried a lot of different 30-day challenges and I failed at one of them. I'm being honest with you. I've done 30-day reads. I've done 30-day text a friend. I've done 30-day exercise regiments. I've done a lot of 30-day diets that usually went on and extended into six months. But one time I decided I would go 30 days without meat. I had learned this plant-based thing. Somebody convinced me that it would be good for me. I thought, hey, anybody can do anything for 30 days. I got 24 days in, and I don't know what they call these things. I would just call them beans, but I think they call them lectins or something. I don't know. I was in just terrible abdominal discomfort pretty much all the time. So I didn't do it, okay? I failed at one, and I still remember it. Like, that sticks out to me that I couldn't make it six more days. But I did uh, I did alter it. I kind of did a plant-based that eliminated the beans and added in chicken or something. You know, came up with some thing and finished it out and you know, ended up doing it for a few months. It was pretty good. So there was one where I missed the boat. But I try to be successful on this out of principle, if nothing else. Okay, so I hope you're buying in and starting to think about it. Now let me bring the fasting idea back into this. What I like about the concept of fasting is that it acknowledges that you have to give something up in order to do something else. You have to give up something comfortable in order to do something crucial, something important. So for instance, if you're having trouble finding time for your prayer life or Bible read in the morning, and you just can't get up in the morning, and you say, I'd love to do that for 30 days, but I just can't get up, then maybe you need to better understand the concept of a 30-day fast. Maybe what you really need to do is give up an hour of television every night. What if I said, for the next 30 days, I'm going to give up that last hour of relaxation and television so that I can set my alarm one hour earlier and I'm going to replace the comfortable 
with something that I deem more important. In this case, it would literally be super important things like prayer, just like the New Testament talks about, and Bible read. So 30 days of commitment, part of the reason why it often fails is because people don't create space for it. They don't fast from the food. They just say, I'm going to triple my prayer life. Well, they don't. They have to give up the times of the food in order to replace it with the times of prayer. I really hope I'm making sense here. I think it'll help you when you've decided what you want to do and you've tried it three times and you've prayed about it and you're ready to implement it and you plan your how, like don't try to bike every single day, plan a 30-day strategy, don't try to read chapters and chapters seven days a week, read a chapter a day for five. You know, when you figured out your how, now it's time to take a little bit away from something and give it to this. Think about the exercise thing. Maybe you tried the running. I've tried the running. I I like to run. I tried it for a few days. I thought, okay, that's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I think I'm going to go ahead and do that for 30 days. I'm in it. 30 days, I'm going to run every other day for 30 days. Well, it didn't take me long to figure out that if you don't create a space for that, you're not going to do it. It's not like magically there's 24 and a half hours every day because you decided that you're going to add 30 minutes of exercise. It didn't work that way. You had to cut 30 minutes out of something. Couldn't cut it out of things that were crucial, things that I had to do, things that were non-negotiable. I had to cut it out of something non-essential, something I could do without. Now, I know in Bible times it was food, so it was definitely temporary. But it turns out in our modern American lives, there are actually some comfortable things that we, like, don't really need at all. I mean a little less cell phone time, TV time, a little less wastefulness. I gave up on that for a time, and I replaced it with this. And it drew me closer to my goals. In that sense, it made me closer to God, but really it just drew me closer to my convictions. I really hope you find this helpful. And in fact, if you're following us on the Facebook page, Excel Still More, the Facebook page, every week we have our new episodes posted. I would love to see your comments on what you've decided. You tried it, you're into it, and you're going to do it for 30 days. I'll try to put something out in particular that draws attention to that. We can encourage each other. Encouragement and accountability partnerships are massively important when you're trying to push through, when you're giving up comfortable things and you're trying to do more important things. Okay, so one more thing I feel compelled to tell you just for those who are really struggling in emotional and difficult ways So much of the time in the Bible, when they fasted, it was because of times of great sorrow. Things were just really going poorly. They were hurting. And fasting was a way of getting the focus back on God and really seeing His presence to help them through. So I just want to say as we close, if you're going through a time like that, if you're feeling all kinds of pressure or anxiety or worry, if you feel like your faith is wavering and you keep doing the things you've been doing, you're going to keep drifting. So I would just say, if that's you, a 30-day fast could be super crucial for your future in the Lord. Try to find something that you know will make you stronger. Maybe it's something like, for the next 30 days, I'm going to go to worship every time I feel like I can go, every single time. Now, I know we want to be wise small, and we can jump in too much on this, but if you're on episode 30-whatever, you're in. Let's do this. Let's stop making excuses and let's go in on this. And if you're feeling weak and hurting or you've lost someone and you need God's people, whether it's reading the word or prayer or Christian fellowship or worship, I'm just telling you that God says, 
If you'll take a period of time, cut out some things you don't have to have now, and replace it with things that are God-centered, the results will be there. Could be transformational for you. So whatever the case, I hope you're committed. Ready to go. 30 days. You can do this. Pick something. Choose wisely. Be strong. And engage a 30-day fast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to support this program, go check out our new website, excelstillmore.life. You can subscribe to emails there. There are book recommendations, show notes, lots of great things. We'd love for you to check it out. And don't forget to share this program with your friends if you think it'll help them. And you can always follow along on the Facebook page. And please remember, whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.